This is episode five of Essential Oils by Design. Essential Oils by Design, the podcast about essential oils and human design and how they work so beautifully together. We're your hosts, Roz Isbell and Nani Chisire, and there's three things we're both passionate about, essential oils, human design, and making the world a better place by helping people get both in their lives. Hi, everyone. Hi, Nani. Hi, Roz. So today we're going to talk about the rest of the human design centers. If you were listening last week, you'd know that we started to talk about the nine energy centers that are part of the human design body graph. And just as a recap, the centers are those shapes on the chart. When you look at your human design chart, And if you don't have one, you can grab one from mybodygraph.com. And when you look at the chart, you'll see that it's covered in shapes. And usually some of them are colored in and some of them are white. And they are the energy centers. And each of them are responsible for a different type of energy. The centers where you are white are the centers where you are taking in energy from around you. And the centers that are colored in are where you have defined energy, where you have consistent access to the energy that that center represents. And that means also that you are broadcasting your energy out. So what we're going to do this week is we're going to start with the will center. If you haven't caught up with last week's, perhaps you might like to go back and listen to episode four first. And today we'll start with the will center. So Nani, over to you. Yeah, sure. I would love to talk about the will center. So the will center is also sometimes called the heart center. And if you're looking at your chart, We did the first four centers last week, and that was the two triangles at the top, and then the next square and diamond. So right next to the diamond to the right is the will center. And actually, only one-eighth of the population have the will center defined, and that means a lot of people have an undefined or open will center. So the will center is for values, willpower, money, and the ego sits there. And it's funny that seven-eighths of the population do not have willpower because our culture is kind of obsessed with willpower and a lot of us don't have it. The low form of the will center is the overinflated ego as we know it. The high form is like this heart capacity to surrender to something greater than itself. So the will center is a motor, but it's not a sustainable motor. It needs to rest. So whether you have this defined or undefined, you still need periods of rest. And especially if you have it undefined, you can definitely get burned out if you are not resting enough. So I personally actually have a defined willpower. And the downfall of it for me is that it can push me through things that I don't even want to be doing because this willpower can just like keep pulling me along. So what I need to do is take the time to rest more. And Raz 
is undefined. So maybe she can tell us a little bit about how that works for her. Yeah, sure. So I have an undefined will center and that means that I don't have access to willpower. And as Nani was saying, that kind of flies in the face of everything that we get taught doesn't it? We all believe that we should be using our willpower to get things done, to stick to a diet, to give up smoking, to have an exercise regime. There's so many things that we are made to feel guilty over because we might be seen as being weak-willed. And in actual fact, most of us have an undefined will center and wherever you're undefined it means that you don't have access to a sustainable source of that particular energy so if you have an undefined will center you don't have access to sustainable willpower it doesn't mean to say that there aren't times when you have willpower it's just not there all the time And the other thing that you can find in people who have an undefined will center is that they can struggle with their own sense of value and self-worth. Quite often we find that people with undefined will centers are the ones that are undercharging for their services, the ones that don't ask for the raise because they're not really sure whether they're actually worth more. And This can be a problem. So if you're looking at your human design chart and you notice that you have an undefined will center, make sure that you discuss your value with other people before setting a price on your services, whether that be when you're applying for a new role or whether you have your own products that you sell, make sure that you run those prices past someone else or run that that value past someone else to be sure that you're not undervaluing yourself. So Nani, with your defined will center, what oils do you recommend? I recommend cypress because it can help me flow more and also feel more grounded because that willpower can just take me full force wherever I'm going. Don't we love cypress? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And I also wanted to make one more note before we go on to the undefined essential oil. I learned that a lot of motivational speakers have a defined will center. And so if you are undefined and you go and listen to someone, and maybe it's me (laughs) speaking about something, you might feel all amped up in the presence of that energy because you can actually take in willpower. So you'll be at, say, a seminar for a day or two and you're all amped up willing to do what they say and then you go home and you don't do it. It's okay. Just realize that that's just how it is. I mean, I probably, now that I know that, I probably just wouldn't go to the seminars in the first place. But (laughs) I, I feel like there's a lot of things out there that make people feel bad about themselves and something like that is just, it is what it is. Exactly. And there you'll find if you follow your strategy, you'll find the right way to do things for yourself. Oh yeah. And now I'll ask Roz what her favorite undefined essential oil or the undefined will essential oil is. Uh, Well, I think a really good oil for the undefined will is ginger. I mean, there's a, there's a few things that we could be looking at, but for that sense of empowerment and worthiness, self-worthiness. I think ginger is a really, really good oil. 
And if I can come back to my yep. old favourite, which is Bergamo. Yeah, <laughs> Bergamo agree. for that need for approval, for feelings of inadequacy that we can have. I totally agree with Bergamo. It's the oil for self-worth and it's just an excellent oil. Yeah, Isn't it? It's beautiful yeah. too. It smells good. <laughs> yes. So the next center we're going to talk about is the spleen center. And the, this on your chart is the triangle on the very left on the, towards the bottom. And if it's defined, it's filled in and it's probably brown or some color like that. doesn't really matter. If it's colored in, it's defined. And if it's white, it's open or undefined. So the spleen is the center for intuition, health, and time. So this is where your instinct for survival to live is. And it is really more about an animal instinct, kind of like the instinct to run. You're the gazelle and you're running away from the lion. So sometimes, I don't know if it's the intuition in here, but the fears lie in the center. And so the fear may feel real, but it's actually not needed anymore because it's just this animal instinct fear, like you're in a dark alley and you have a fear. That's, that's an instinct fear. So fear that a lion is going to eat you is definitely not realistic for now, but like little things that you might be fearful of in your job or something like that, it's typically not life-threatening. So that's just one thing about this center. The center is also about health. And so when it's defined, in general, you're probably pretty healthy, but when you get sick, you get really sick because it's almost too late because you don't feel the sickness come on. But if you have this undefined in the health area, you're kind of like a medical empath. You can feel what other people are feeling as far as their bodies go. And when you feel sickness come on, you can feel it right away, like right when it first hits your body. And so things like essential oils on more of the physical level are amazing for undefined spleens because they can really help push it along because you're feeling it right away. I have a defined spleen and sometimes it's too late for me and I'm, I'm just really, really sick. So I need multiple things to help me. But I love that about the open spleen. And then there, the time, time is in here. So like we were saying earlier, just about centers, like you just have a defined way of going about things if your center is defined. And so you probably are more timely or paying attention to time more if your spleen is defined. And if it's undefined, you could either be in the flow of time, and so you may not always be timely, or because you know, or someone has told you you're always late or something, you might be overly paying attention to time, trying to compensate for that. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I The only thing that I can talk to here, which could be a whole nother podcast episode, is that I have almost all of the gates defined off the spleen. So I have a lot of fear gates. And I'm learning that because they're animal instinct fears, if you just step over that instant of fear, like it dissipates in a second. And that's literally what you need to do about them is just kind of do it anyway. So yeah. yeah. I'll let Ross talk about the undefined a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have a, a an undefined spleen. So I have a very sensitive immune system. I always know when there's something not right with my body. I always know when I'm sickening for something. And I tend to avoid strong medications. That's why I'm so drawn to natural therapies, to essential oils and homeopathics and that sort of thing. That's my thing. My undefined spleen means that I do struggle with time. 
I refuse to admit that I'm always late because I'm not always late. I'm usually bang on time or early because I am so aware of the fact that I don't know how long it's going to take me to get somewhere. I have a terrible sense of how long it's going to take me to do something. I never know how long it will take me to do something. And that is part of my undefined spleen. And as Nani was alluding to before, I tend to be able to tell when there's something wrong with someone else because we become empaths when it comes to other people's health. I can look at someone and know if they're not well or know if there's something going on for them health-wise that needs tweaking. So I guess that's a bit of a gift with the undefined spleen. And as far as oils are concerned, there's there's so many oils because so much really is going on in the spleen. As Nani was talking about before, it's a base for fears and all of those irrational fears that we have these days that stop us from doing things, things like having a fear of the past or a fear that something will repeat itself. These are fears that need to be pushed through because they're kind of primal. They're, they're those, as Nani was saying, they are old fears that are designed to keep us safe and they're designed to keep us from basically from dying. And we are not going to die if we do something, even though we fear that what happened in the past will happen again. It's just not going to happen, not in 2018, not any time in the last 20 or 30 years, at least, if not longer. So these fears are really no longer valid and we need to push through them. So when you have an undefined spleen, one of the things that can happen is that you hold on to things longer than you should. And that could be like relationships with people or things in your house, physical things. So I think lemongrass is an awesome oil to use because it literally makes you want to purge. Now it's saying to like get rid of everything, but you could probably look at something and see if you if you need to let it go or maybe a relationship with someone, a friend or something that needs to, to be let to clear that out. So that's what I would say. You stole my thunder. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I just think, and you know what? I don't really like the smell of lemongrass. Some people love it. I'm not a huge fan of it, but it's cheap and my goodness, it is effective in so many ways and perfect for the undefined spleen. And whilst I don't like the smell of it, I definitely use it. I use it a lot. And I think that's brilliant for the undefined spleen. So yeah. I would also say that eucalyptus would be a good one for the spleen because that's the oil of wellness. Mm -hmm. And for either defined or undefined, it's just a nice oil to boost your overall wellness. Yeah, I totally agree with that. So the next center we'll look at is the emotional solar plexus. When you're looking at the body graph, it's on the opposite side to the spleen that we were just talking about. If you look at the body graph, it's on the far right-hand side. It's the furthest right triangle. And when it's defined on most body graphs, it's colored in brown and mine is colored in brown. What this means is that I have an emotional wave. I have a consistent emotional wave. It's actually a really bad way to describe it because my emotional wave is anything but consistent. What I really mean to say is I have consistent access to an emotional wave. And there's a few different types of waves, but if you have an emotional wave, you feel your own emotions. You'll feel the highs and you'll feel the lows. 
what we can do is use that as a time to make decisions using our strategy. And we can also look for ways to start feeling better again. And one of the ways that we can start to feel better again, one of the most effective ways, if not the most effective way, and the reason that I love essential oils as much as I love them over and above their therapeutic benefits is the fact that they can change my emotional state in a matter of seconds. If I choose the correct essential oil and I know which ones work for me, then I will find myself feeling better very, very quickly. And what this does is it helps if I get onto it quickly enough when I notice that I'm at the bottom of my emotional wave and I take a few breaths of an appropriate essential oil and I shift my mood, then I'm retraining my neural pathways not to go down so low next time. So these essential oils are incredibly valuable when it comes to having a defined emotional solar plexus for your own benefit. But also, Nani, I'm sure you are incredibly aware of this, for those around you who might be being affected by your defined solar plexus, because I'm going to let Nani explain what it means to have an undefined emotional solar plexus. Yes. So I have an open emotional solar plexus and 50% of the population is open or undefined and 50% is defined. And so when you have an undefined emotional solar plexus, so your triangle on the bottom right side of your body graph is white, you feel other people's emotional energy. So you are a true emotional empath. So you take in the energy and you amplify it. So one of the things that we do as empaths is we avoid truth and conflict because we want everyone to be happy around us. But like Roz is saying, the emotional waves just happen. They just are what they are. So you are not really affecting them that way. You just are feeling what they're feeling. So sometimes if you're in the presence, so if I'm in the presence of Roz and she's feeling an emotion that I don't want to feel so much or say I'm a parent and I have an emotional child, which is true, you can step out of the aura of the person feeling the emotions for like 15 minutes and you kind of break the auric space and you can come back and you're not feeling it so strongly. And another thing that I learned is to think of yourself as a screen and not a sponge. So imagine if you're like a screen door, screen window, and the wind is blowing through you. So you can feel emotions and you can even take them in for a little while, but then you kind of just let them go through rather than being a sponge where you're taking them in and sucking them in and and holding them. And I did this for many years and I thought that I was super emotional, but found out later that it wasn't actually me, but I was taking it in and I was actually taking in a lot of sad energy for a long time. And now I know that I should just let go through me and that's okay, but not to hold on to it for too long. So some of the essential oils that I actually use as an emotional empath or undefined emotional solar plexus, I'd say marjoram is really good because it can kind of shake off energy if you're around a person, if you're in a place where you can't choose that you're around that person and you know they're going to be negative or something, like afterwards you can just put a little bit of marjoram on my chest and it kind of just shakes off the energy so that it doesn't get stuck. 
And like Roz was saying, any essential oil can improve your vibration. So that will help or undefined or defined emotional solar plexus. And lavender, I found out, is a really high megahertz. So that's probably one that I would start with. Is, mm-hmm. I won't say that because I don't like lavender. So not everyone <laughs> likes lavender, but it's a good one to start with. <laughs> you can admit that. <laughs> And I love all those suggestions. But another one that I really like is the outdoor blend. It's called doTERRA's blend. Terra Shield is what it's called, yeah. Yeah, Terra Shield in the States. Here in Australia, it's called Terra Armor. And it smells a bit like chocolate. (laughs) At least I think it does. And I manage to convince everybody else that I get to smell it to agree with me. But it's... It's really great for you know, getting rid of pests and bugs and that sort of thing. That's why it has been formulated to protect you against them. But I find that it also has protective qualities and it can help protect you against other people's low vibrational waves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it just smells nice. I wear it, in, wear it in summer all the time and sometimes in winter too. And I have a defined emotional solar plexus. And for me, for the emotional solar plexus, when when I'm feeling high, anything will do. But when I'm experiencing the low frequency of my wave, my favorite oil is Elevation, which is the Joyful Blend. And that is incredibly powerful at changing my vibrational state. I also really like Tangerine. I don't know, yeah. have you had any experience with Tangerine, Nani? Yes, I have used tangerine. It's it's definitely an oil of cheerfulness and joy. For me, all of the citrus oils kind of bring about that light energy and the wild orange is the oil of abundance. So it kind of can just open your mind to abundance. And I do know emotions too. We didn't really talk about this, but emotions have to do with creativity. Yeah. So I do like wild orange for that because it kind of just opens your heart and mind to being creative and abundant and yeah. And just one other thing which you might find helpful if you have kids is that when you are emotionally open and people around you are emotionally defined, you take in their energy. Now, if you have emotionally defined children and they're low on their wave, you as the parent are going to be taking in that emotional energy and amplifying it. So you're going to be feeling even more of that particular emotion than your child is. And what happens very often is we think that the child is misbehaving. We think the child is being naughty. Why can't they you know, be happier or less tantrumy or whatever it happens to be that they're going through? When in actual fact, they're just acting out their wave. It's who they are. There's really not a whole lot that can be done about it other than if you have have an understanding of essential oils, go and grab an essential oil and stick it under their nose in the nicest, kindest possible way, of course. But as parents, instead of punishing the child by sending them away, putting them in the naughty corner, whatever, the best thing you can do is, if it's at all possible, remove yourself from the situation. As my sister-in-law says, put mummy in the naughty corner, not the child, because the child's behaving the way that they're designed to behave and you are taking in their energy and amplifying it. So if you can possibly get out of 
that particular aura for as little as 15 minutes, as Nani just said, you will find that you feel so much better when you come back. Even if the child's attitude hasn't changed, you've come back with a clean slate and you can go through it all again if you need to. Yeah, I found you can even just go outside. I mean, if if it's weather permitting, you can take both of you outside and you kind of open up both of your auric spaces. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And the next one, the next center we're going to discuss is the sacral center. The sacral center is the center for life force and workforce energy. It's where we get all of our energy from when we are generators. It's what causes us to have physical energy, the ability to work, the ability to create things, to build things, to make things comes from the sacral energy center. When you're defined, you have access to consistent energy and you are able to get a lot of things done until such time as you wear that energy center out and it usually lasts all day. And then you need to go and sleep and you wake up the next day and you do it all again. Now, hopefully you're doing something that you love because that's what being a generator and when you have a defined cycle, you're a generator type, either a pure generator or a manifesting generator. When you've put in a day's work, you go and lay down, you recharge and you get up again the next day and you do it again. Yes. And generator types, which have the defined sacral, need to be doing what they love, or you can burn the sacral out sooner than going to sleep. By the way, the sacral is the second to bottom square on your chart, and it would be filled in if it was defined and white if it was undefined. And so the undefined sacral, they can actually take in and amplify other people's energy, but it's not sustainable for themselves. So this is the projector manifester and reflector. And so something that can happen is just, I guess the low side of that is just not knowing when enough is enough and maybe pushing through using energy for too long and then you'll get burned out or feel exhausted. But really the trick is just knowing how your energy works, knowing your type, and then making sure you rest enough and take breaks in between more so physical work that you're doing You may not even want to work like a nine to five or eight to five job. You might want to do something that's a little different than that, just so that you can get the cycles of rest that you need. And for sleeping for the undefined sacral, you actually, so you're taking in all this energy, this life force energy all day long. So you kind of want to discharge that before you go to sleep. So the generators, they want to keep using this energy until they go to sleep, wear themselves out until they're exhausted and fall asleep. But if you have an undefined sacral, it's kind of unplugged. So lay yourself down horizontal and just rest for maybe 30 minutes before you go to bed. So you can kind of discharge the energy from other people. I don't know if Roz has some more stuff to put in about the undefined sacral. Um, yeah, well, we could talk about sacral <laughs> forever, couldn't we? I just think it's really great to understand how your kids' energies work. When you have children that have an undefined sacral, so you pop in their birth details into my body graph and you get back a 
chart that shows that your child's either a manifester or a projector or a reflector, they don't have a lot of energy. And let's face it, all of the schools think that the problems with our kids these days is that they're not burning enough energy. And that can often be the case for generator kids, but is rarely the case for children who don't have defined sacrals. So you really need to be mindful as a parent of a non-sacral child that they will come home from school or kinder or daycare or whatever it happens to be. They'll be amped up on the other kids' energies. And remember Nani said that they often don't know when enough is enough. So they keep going, even though they don't actually have the energy to keep going. They somehow or rather find it and they become completely exhausted. So when you've got these kids, just be mindful of the fact that a day at school is really a massive effort for them. They need to have some discharge time when they come home, maybe go and spend a few minutes in their room on their own, or if it's possible, outside hugging trees, laying on the ground, you know, laying on the trampoline, whatever it happens to be, doing something that allows them to recharge that highly polluted, if you like, with sacral energy, sacral center that they have. So just be mindful of that when you've got kids and you can overlay all of that with your own energy if you happen to be undefined in the sacral area. Yeah, and I would add one thing too um, as a tip as a parent is to not like overly schedule undefined sacral centers with activity like sports and other things. Of course, a manifesting generator could probably do a couple sports at a time, (laughs) but um, projectors, manifestors and reflectors probably... School might be enough or maybe one activity, but not a lot. Mm. The same thing for adults. Work is enough. Yeah. And and remember, when you're doing this for your children, you are teaching them how to live their life properly so that everything flows for them and they remain as healthy as possible. This is honestly, this is very important, this step in understanding your kids and your family members human design. It gives you so much information on how to help them live their best lives. I'm sounding very Oprah there, aren't I? (laughs) (laughs) So what about some oils? Oh, yes, I love Oprah too. What about some oils for the sacral? Yeah, I was just thinking about this. I think lemon might be a good one for me as a defined sacral because it kind of cleanses or like detoxifies, clears out because my sacral is also my decision-making energy. So I just want it to be doing the right things for me so I can do what lights me up and not what drains me. Yeah, yeah. Can I put one in that's a bit kind of out of the box? It's a relatively new oil for doTERRA. I'm not sure how readily available it is outside of doTERRA, but it's called Blue Tansy and it's an incredible oil. I've only been working with it now for about three months or so, I suppose. And it is such an incredible motivator. I know we've got the Motivate oil, which I also love for my defined sacral when it's feeling a little bit stuck because we can get stuck with our defined sacrals. But blue tansy is just like this kick up the backside. (laughs) If I smell this oil, it just gives me the motivation to get going. So 
that's just another one that you might like to try if you're feeling a bit stuck and you're looking for something to get you going that might be one to try and what about the undefined sacral I was actually just thinking about something that we didn't mention for an undefined sacral you can actually you can use oils like wild orange or motivate or blue tansy to motivate you but you can also just be in the presence of someone that has a defined sacral and you can use their energy for you know a limited amount of time so say you needed to clean your house or something invite your friend over (laughs) that has a defined sacral and you might have the energy to do some things that you normally don't but you might be tired afterwards yeah i I think don't we call that rent a gen oh yes (laughs) (laughs) we hire ourselves out to (laughs) so they can get some work done (laughs) all of the undefined sacrals i know can bask in my sacral energy as often and as long as they like or as long as they're able to (laughs) free of charge (laughs) and the last center that we will talk about because it's the last center Mm -hmm. is the root center which is the center for adrenaline and stress and it's the the center that makes you do when you have this center defined you have the energy to do things this energy pulses on and off and sometimes it's on and you can do practically anything and sometimes it's turned off and there is nothing that you can do because you don't have the root pulse energy to get it done. You don't have access to the adrenalized energy to get things done. And you will find if you look at your chart and you look at that square right at the very bottom, that's the root center, that if it's colored in, you will have had experiences of this adrenaline energy turning off and you not being able to do anything. But it's what makes you as a defined root person not particularly stressy. It doesn't mean to say that you don't experience stress. You do. Everyone experiences stress. And we all need a certain amount of stress in our lives. We all experience stress at various times. But when you have a defined root center, you tend to be able to manage that stress fairly well. And what I often find with my defined root center is that when I have been through a period of stress, that is when, when the stress is, is over or when it's turned down, that is when my root pulse turns off. And that is when I need to go and sit on the couch and do nothing, you know, binge on Netflix or read a book that is nothing to do with learning about anything. It can be a trashy novel. That's ideal. What about you, Nani? I know that you have an undefined root center. I have an undefined root center. And because this is a pressure center, I always am under pressure to do things. So I take in the, you know, this adrenaline from people that have a defined root center and amplify it. So I have this never ending to do list. And I'm always trying to do these things to be free. But the thing is, is my list always fills up with something new. So it's just like a never ending to do list. And I learned that you can just ask yourself, what is the worst thing that's going to happen if I don't do this today? And usually it's nothing. And if it's something, then keep it on your list for the day. But often now I push things off a day or a week and see, I really want it to come up when I have the sacral energy and I want to do it, not just because I'm like having this pressure to get things done. 
And I definitely can feel pressure when I'm around people that have a defined root center. I can feel it and they may not even be trying to put the pressure on me, but I'm taking it in and amplifying it. So I feel like they're putting pressure on me. So it's very interesting. I don't have like the pulse on and off. I just have this wish to get things done so that I can be free. Yeah. You know, the thing is when you have an undefined root center and you have that to-do list that's as long as your arm, that to-do list is still going to be there when you're lying on your deathbed. You bet. It, it, it ain't go, it's not going away. You know, we're, we're talking 50, 60, 70, 80 years in the future. It's still yeah. going to be there. So just relax. <laughs> yeah. Which totally leads us into the oils to use. Yeah. We came up with one that I think we both love for the center and it's vetiver, which is a deeply relaxing essential oil. And maybe Roz has more to put in here, but I know that that's a good one. I totally agree. I, I just think vetiver is amazing for the pressure and it smells gorgeous it's thick and it's beautiful and the defined root center you know sometimes when it does have that adrenaline surge turned off it needs to replenish and basil is a wonderful oil for toning our adrenals for supporting our adrenals so i definitely grab the basil when i need to you know get that push again after the pulses taken over. I do want to rest. I don't want to artificially push my body to do something that it's not capable of. But if I have been through a particularly stressful time and I know I've been straining my adrenals, then I will reach for the basil just to give them a little bit of support. Perfect. So that's actually the last center that we're going to talk about. We covered all nine centers over the last two podcasts. And We've talked about the nine centers, but that's not the last you're going to hear from us about them. We'll continue to talk about the centers. We'll continue to talk about various oils that will work because we've only mentioned a couple of oils in each of the centers. And believe me, there's so many other oils that can benefit the centers and benefit different parts of your energy. So we'll be talking about those in future episodes. Yes. And will the centers as well as the human design type and different things that we've talked about, we've talked about them more in a you know practical sense of what they are and just what they're all about. But we are super excited to also turn that into practical application into our lives and give you examples of how we've done things or learned things in our lives about the effects of the different components of the human design chart and energies. So thank you so much for listening. And if you have questions or are interested in learning more about human design, you can go to our websites, findyournaturalgroove.com for Roz or beyouwithnani.com for mine. And we'll put these links in the show notes. If you don't already have essential oils and you're interested in getting some, either of us can help you with that. Just connect with us on our websites. And if you're learning a lot from our podcast, please give us five stars in iTunes. That would be awesome. Thank you. Bye, Roz. Bye, Nani. Bye, everyone.